All right, today um, we have to start a new series, right? Yes, sir. Right? Yes, sir. All right. All right. Um, the blessing. Everybody say the blessing. Bless. Glory. Uh, don't say glory now because I want to say something else. <laughs> All right. So, but you guys should know that we've never, we didn't complete uh, Kingdom Authority. Oh, is that okay? <laughs> I, I, I battle with it. Actually, I wanted to move to something, you know, just, just, we spend a lot of time on the blessing. Uh, and, you know, on Friday night, I've already prepared, you know, I've already sent this out to everyone that this is what we are starting. But on Friday night, I, I couldn't find the rest of my spirit. And I know that Holy Spirit is pumping it in my eye. So I said, okay, 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 we'll finish it, we'll finish it, we'll finish it. Praise the name of the Lord. So I'm sorry, we're going to just wind up with our kingdom authority. Hallelujah. I think Pastor Tammy's uh, prayer was answered. Praise the name of the Lord. In my brother, Mala, they wanted us to talk about kingdom authority. So we're going to wind up. This is the 10th part, right? So kingdom authority part 10. So, sorry, please, by uh, next week Sunday, we're going to start this new series. Is that okay with us? So sorry for the... Let, it's the Holy Spirit anyway that leads us. We follow. So we don't have any financing in all these things. Praise the name of the Lord. All right, so we continue with our series on kingdom authority. We're going to be rounding it up today. All right, kingdom authority. Everybody say kingdom authority. Let me do a little recap of some of the things we've talked about. Um, by the way, this is the 10th part. So part 1, part 2, part 3, part 4, part 5, part 6, part 7, part 8, part 9. So we've covered a lot, a lot. Okay? So if you are just getting some... Uh, not get point this morning on it. Please bear with us. All right, so we looked at the word authority. We said, I mean kingdom. We said the word kingdom comes from two words, kings and domain. Praise the name of the Lord. So we said the word kingdom simply means a domain in which king lives or a king, I mean a domain in which king reigns. Praise the name of the Lord. You cannot have a dominion, you cannot have a, a, a dominion without a king. Praise the name of the Lord. And we saw that in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, and we're still coming back to that, even in the blessing. Okay? Please take note of that. It's still part of the series that we are... In fact, it's a continuation of this kingdom authority. And we saw that in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, when God made man, created man his own image, and the Bible says, and God gave him authority, gave him dominion over the head. Okay? So the authority of the earth is, in, is not in God's hand, is in the hand of man. Praise the name of the Lord. He said the hair, the heaven is the the heaven of the heaven is of the Lord. But the earth has it given to the Son of Man. So the Son of Man, we are the one. Whatever we do with the earth is left to us. If we destroy it by ourselves, it's left to us. Praise the name of the Lord. And we see that the kingdom is actually given the king, I mean the, the authority of the kingdom of the earth was given to Adam. But Adam messed it up. Okay, he committed high treason and he actually sold. The kingdom authority right to the devil. It was legal right. God could not intervene into it because man knew what he was doing. It wasn't that he, Adam doesn't know. He, know. he knows what he was doing. Because there was already, God had already told him that the day of you eat of this tree, okay, in death shall he die. Okay, so the death that we know is talking about spiritual death. Okay, and we know that when it happens, his eyes, he actually died spiritually. Okay, so, he, so from then onward, Satan becomes the king of the earth, or the king of the world that we live in. 
So he's the God of this world. In the New Testament, the Bible says, if our, if our gospel is being hidden, it's being hidden to them that are being lost. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3, 4, 5 now. He says, in whom the God of this world has blinded their mind. So he's the God of this world. And you could see it, it came out in the picture when Jesus had an encounter with Satan. I mean, in Genesis chapter 4. In, no, in Matthew chapter 4. He said, this all, and the Bible says he took him to the pinnacle of the, uh, you know, of the temple. And he showed him all the kingdom of the earth. And he says, I will give it to you if only you can bow to me. For it was given to me. Huh? And Jesus never said, hey, Satan, you are lying. Because actually he knew that it's in his hand. And that's the reason why Jesus came. To collect back the kingdom from him. And to give it back to man. And we saw that when Jesus died, he went to the grave. He actually took the kingdom from the Satan and he handed it over to us. So we are the king of this earth. Praise the name of the Lord. And that's why in the New Testament, you will never see things like we are prince. There's nothing like we are prince. We are kings and priests. So in this kingdom, we don't have prince. We only have kings. Every one of us, we are kings. Praise the name of the Lord. And what is our what are we to do? We are to dominate the earth. We are to subdue it. And we said we have two ministries. We have the kingship. Everybody say kingship. kingship. And we have the priesthood. Everybody say priesthood. priesthood. We say as a priest, we offer sacrifice unto our God. In other words, we lift up we lift up our holy hands. We worship God. We give praise to Him. And that's our priesthood ministry. And we also have our kingship ministry. As you are lifting up your hands, your legs should be where? It should be where? Uh-huh. So you, you, that's, I mean, it's a sign in those days, it's a sign of dominion. When a king is being, is, has been captured by another king, actually what symbolizes, what makes him like, your kingdom is under my authority now, is that they bring the representative of that kingdom, which is the king, hello, and then the, in public, you know, public uh, gathering, he now puts his head, his, he puts his leg on his neck. That to mean that I have dominated your kingdom. That's what happens between David and Goliath. You remember when Goliath fell? What did David did first? He ran and he stood on him. In other words, we are now on, in fact, immediately they saw it. All the others, they fled because they don't have anything to do again. And you will see it when the Bible says, God, Jesus Christ, he put out the ordinances that was written against us. And the Bible says he took the principalities and power, he made a public shame of them all. What, what he did was that he made, he dominate over them. And the kingdom is not actually in the hands of Jesus. Help me. It's in the hand because he says all authority I've given. To, if he says all authority, then that means all authority. Does it mean that it's... No, 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 no. You need to understand that as a God himself, he does not need authority. You know, the way we make this thing look as if God and Satan is fighting. There's no fight between them. Help me. In fact, his word is enough to just turn the guy to an ashes. So there's nothing like God is... You know, there was... You know, when we were growing up, there's this uh, sticker that goes, you know... This calendar that Jesus and Satan were in the wrestling in a battle. Have you seen those things before? And they were they would give Jesus a punch, Jesus, you know, like Tyson and ever, ever the only thing. No, 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 no. There's nothing like that. He defeated him hands down. The reason why he has to go to the court is because of you and I. 
So you and I can be justified. Did I hear you say amen to that? So all, Edward say, all authority has been given unto me. That's why the Bible says where the word of a king is, there's what? So in your words, there's what? There's power. Don't just say something because you want to say it. Say it knowing that there's an implication of what you say. There's always implication. In fact, where you are now is a function of what you have been saying. Yeah, yeah. It's even more dangerous for you not to say anything. Abby? Yes, sir. For you not to say something. It's dangerous. <laughs> because if you just show up, because you have not said anything. Because this word, hey, you guys, online worshippers, help me out. You see, this word that has been designed, it has not been designed to, to work with you. This kingdom, that the Satan is, they are not in friendly, there's no friendship between, that's why it says, there's no friendship between God and this. No, 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 no. You are to fight your way out. You have to subdue it. You need to understand that. So, uh, they ate me for no cause. Ah, it shouldn't be a big deal to you because you are in this world, but you are not of this world. So, just take everything that comes. You guys get what I'm saying. So, you are to dominate this, you know. And what do I mean by dominating? In the sphere of influence that God has called you to, you are to dominate. If you are called as a doctor, Make sure that you have a dominion in that sphere of influence. If you are called as an engineer, dominate that at that particular area. If you are called as a teacher, be a teacher by excellence that gives life to people. Not only just alphabet, but you give life. Even as you are teaching mathematics, you are speaking life. Healing is taking place. I mean, I've, I've taught before. I was a teacher before, so I know what I'm talking about. I walk up to the class, and the people, I mean, I'm teaching basic five students. And they say, the power of God is here. And I'm not teaching spiritual things, just teaching mathematics. And they said, this one is sick. I said, you are not going home. We will lay hands on you. Everybody, let's gather around it. And then miracles begin to happen. And teachers, I mean, these students started telling their parents that I'm we don't know whether our teacher is a pastor or is a, is a... Because I will teach... If they give me 45 minutes to teach math, I will use half of it to teach mathematics and others to teach the Bible. You know, everything was just interwoven into them. So they told their parents... So they, during the open day, you know, uh, visit day or something like that, they paid all what they were saying. So you are that Mr. Mighty Coyote. <laughs> Mr. Mike, we've heard a lot about you. So, wherever you are called to, you can make a difference. Did I hear say amen to that? Yeah. Alright, let's go into what we talked about last week. Then last week, we look at joy. Everybody say joy. How many of you were blessed? <laughs> I was blessed. All throughout this week, I was just vaccine in that realm, or I mean, in that dimension of God's joy. Okay? I said joy is a spiritual weapon. Everybody says, joy is a spiritual weapon. So, joy is a spiritual weapon available for us in this kingdom to deal with the kingdom of darkness. We have joy. And one of the attacks, remember in Ephesians chapter 6, I'm just doing a recap. I hope you guys are getting what I'm saying. In Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. And he said, put on the whole armor of God that you may be doing you may be able to stand against the wiles. There are wiles of the devil. There's no, don't say that there's no spiritual warfare. There is spiritual warfare. 
The Bible calls it the wiles of the devil. And it will throw it at you whether you like it or not. It's not whether you wish or not. For the fact that you are still in this world and you are not in his kingdom, it's going to throw those wiles of the devil at you. Okay? It's going to throw. It may want to attack you with sickness. It may want to attract, uh, uh, attack your finance. It may want to attack your marriage. It may want to attack your business. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. That's why the Bible says, be sober and be vigilant. Be, be, be sober and be what? Because your enemy, your adversary, the enemy, is going about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He said to us, stand against him. Step fast. Not just stand against him. You have to be so sharp in this thing. You have to. You have to say, you can't get my children. If not, you will, you, children will start behaving anyhow. And then you say, you know, children of nowadays. There's nothing children of nowadays in this thing. You have to stand against it. It's the work of Satan. And we said one of the ways he attacks you, he attacks your mind. He attacks you with frustration. He attacks you, attack you with discouragement. You want to do something and there's opposition. Hey, what do you do? Do you give up? No. In fact, having a resistance is a sign that you are on the right path. Help me. That you are, feel, you are seeing so much resistance in what you want to do. Hey, it should give you a gladness of heart that I'm on the right path doing something that God has called me to. So you will definitely see resistance. Paul even said it. He said in the book of he said it in Thessalonians. He says he have want to come over and over to the Thessalonian church. He said, but Satan resists me. He says Satan he resists me. So there are resistance. There are resistance. But one of the ways you bring down the web, the walls of the devil, we said it is what? It is joy. And we also talk about the connection between prayer and joy. You see, if he can attack your joy, then he will make your prayer to be, he will paralyze your prayer life. This place is cool though. Help me now. Holy Spirit, pour your fire in this place. I let it be burning. So every one of us will be burning in the spirit. Praise the name. Not in heaven, but burning in the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. I blow it. All right, praise the name of the Lord. All right, so I have to do a lot of recap. Don't worry, we, we, we keep up to the time. Okay, so we said joy is very, very important. And one of the purpose of the wiles of Satan is to make your prayer to be ineffective. Let's start by looking at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I didn't give you this scripture last week, but it's so important that we look at it. You see the connection. You see, last week Sunday, I was able to connect prayer and joy. Help me. Okay. All right, so let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 16 and 17. Want to go? Always be. Everybody say, always be joyful. Tell your neighbor, always be joyful. Next, 17, want to go? Never stop praying. You can see actually the connection. Joy and praying. Always be joyful. Never stop praying. In other words, when you stop being joyful, then it will affect your prayer life. That's what he's saying. When you stop being joyful, you are not full of joy. And remember Philippians that we read. Paul says rejoice. I say again. Do what? Rejoice. rejoice. And he said it in 3 verse 1. He says, I said this so that it will safeguard your faith. Yes. Help me. Yes, sir. It will safeguard your faith. 
In other words, what fuel your faith is joy. What fuel your faith is joy. And without joy, you cannot be strong. I mean, without uh, joy, you cannot be strong because the Bible says, the joy of the Lord is our So when you lack joy, you are weak. You are weak in faith. So you see, you see these things, it doesn't scratch your body at night. It does not come and pound on your head at midnight. It does not appear in a masquerade, I mean, in a, with one woman, with one big creature with a pitching fork in his hand. It doesn't do those things. But these are the wiles of the enemy that the Satan used against you and I. Now, today, let's conclude this series by looking at the last one. I'm looking at peace. Everybody say peace. peace. Righteousness. Everybody say righteousness. righteousness. Peace. peace. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. All right. Start, start by looking at Romans. Your prayer have answered now. <laughs> All right. Romans chapter 14, verse 17. We looked at, uh, remember three weeks ago, we looked at righteousness as a weapon. On the right hand and on the way. Right. Then last week we looked at joy as a weapon. All right, we're going to look at peace also as a weapon, and then we we'll round it up today. Okay, let's read Romans chapter online. Are they with us? Yes. All right, uh, you are not online. <laughs> All right, oh, join. All right, Romans chapter 14, verse 17. Let's read together. One to go. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace. And joy in the Holy Ghost. Let's take it one more time. Want to go? But righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. These three are weapons. Righteousness is a weapon. Peace is a weapon. And joy is a weapon. Now, let me just talk uh, a little bit about righteousness, peace, and joy. Now, righteousness, peace, and joy, as I've said, are spiritual virtues. Of the spirit, but they find their expression in different dimensions. I will explain that. Don't worry. I said this righteousness, peace, and joy, they are spiritual virtues of the spirit, but they find their expression in a man in different dimensions. What did I mean by that? Now, righteousness, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 10. Am I too fast, guys? Okay, let me slow down a little bit. Slow down, slow down. All right, righteousness. Righteousness, the, you remember in Romans chapter 10, the Bible says, With the heart, man believeth what? Unto righteousness. So, in other words, righteousness actually finds its expression in your spirit. That's what we call righteousness consciousness. Now, help me. Because if you do not have righteousness consciousness, it will affect your. When, the, when condemnation comes, you won't be able to know how to deal with it. Because condemnation is of the spirit. The Bible says God has not given us the spirit of fear. Remember, fear, condemnation, they are all in the same group. So, they are all, so righteousness actually operated in the realm of the heart, of the spirit. But peace actually operates in the, it finds its expression in the realm of the mind. Peace of the mind. Why joy? There's no way we will know that you are, not, you are joyful until we see the expression. How will you be joyful? The joy is in my and we know it's in your heart, but how do we know it? You scream. Help me now. So righteousness is of the spirit, peace is of the mind. So anywhere the attack is coming from, you see that you have all the backup. 
You have all the backup. Righteousness of the spirit. You have peace of the mind. Hey, and I have to talk about this peace of the mind. Because actually, the battlefield is in the mind. <laughs> it's in the mind. And joy also. You have to express your joy. They are all spiritual virtues. They derive from the realm of the spirit. But they find their expression in this, in this dimension. Do you guys get what I'm saying now? Yes. Alright, so quickly, let's go into peace. Peace, 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 peace. Now, one of the walls of Satan is worry and anxiety. Frustration, depression, discouragement. They are all walls of the enemy. Okay? One of the walls of Satan is worry and anxiety. Satan knows that if your mind can be clouded with worry or anxiety, it will be very, very difficult for you to pick signal and to get direction in life. Yeah. Help me. It cloud your mind with worry. It's a cloud. Just clouding your mind with worry. Because he knows that if your mind is clouded, you are just, you won't be able to know whether, I mean, where there's so much cloud, mist everywhere, you won't be able to see the road. But he knows that if your mind is clear, you're able to have a direction on what you are saying. Oh, so that's why he sends so much worry. You are worried about this. You are worried about that. Jesus Christ said it this way. He says, do not worry what to eat, what to drink, and what you put on. In other words, don't let those things, in fact, don't let it be the basis of your life. Praise the name of the Lord. So, in other words, when he attacks, you need to understand the devices. The Bible says we are not ignorant of his devices. Don't just say, you know, I just sometimes I just lap into depression. It's a normal thing. Everybody, everybody is depressed. No, it's not a normal thing, no. It's not a normal thing. There's something that is waging war in your mind. And especially when there's a clear direction on a next step you need to take. Some people, is when they want to get married, you will see the worry, the confusion will come in. And then from there, it's just for them to take the wrong decision. So you have to take note of this weapon of Satan or the wiles of the enemy, which is worry or anxiety. Let's start by looking at the word. Let's look at scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Interesting. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Let's see the way it starts. What did it start with? Don't worry about did it say you can worry about some things? No, no, no. I mean, when the Bible says worry about anything, don't worry about anything, it actually means what it's saying. That, in fact, it says, which of you with worry can have a cubit to your life? In other words, it doesn't even have. It subtracts from you. So the good thing is, if there's a problem, you don't need to worry with it. Because worry is also adding to the... It's adding fuel inside the fire. He said, don't... Let's read, want to go. Don't worry about anything. Instead, do what? Instead of you lapping into depression, being worried about things, what do you do? Pray. pray about it. And what will happen? Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then something will happen as that because as you are praying, those prayer is attacking those worries. The bump launcher, help me now. The muses of those worries. And then when you pray, you subdue them. And what will happen immediately? What? Then you will experience God's peace. 
which exceeds anything we can understand. It's peace. You, so, guidance is actually in peace. Guidance is where? Direction is where? Uh, uh, you can see this is what is actually fighting so that you will not be guided in, in your heart. See where it's coming. It's your heart. So that you will not get the direction. You will not know what to do. You are just worried. You are just... No, 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 no. When you pray, then it says something will happen. Then the peace will guide your heart and mind as you live in Christ. So worry actually is attacking your peace. Anxiety, another translation says anxiety. It's attacking your peace. See, worry does not scratch your body. They, are, they look like harmless things. But they can actually make you take the wrong step. That can lead to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, with that, when you stay in that position for a long while, it gives room for the devil. And then the spirit, there's a spirit, if you do not agree with me, it's good. But there's a spirit called the spirit of worry. Yeah, it's a demonic spirit. And then, that's why the Bible says, give room for, give no place for the devil. In other words, you can actually allow him, after you stay, actually, this is just a worry. He's sending the measles to you. And the measles is just for him to gain an entrance into your mind. But at this point, you can actually reject and stop all those things. But if you accommodate those things, it will open doors for those demonic spirits to oppress your mind. That's why people can commit suicide. Suicide is not natural. It's demonic. There's nothing that makes your life look misled, I mean, miserable, hopeless than that, that spirit. Ask the people that have had a thought of suicide. Ask them that they have been, not today, it did not happen today. Doctor, help me now. It didn't just, you didn't just wake up this morning. I think I'm led to commit suicide. Daddy, does it happen like, I'm led by the spirit to just go and commit suicide. No, it's something that will be coming all over your mind. Trying to penetrate into your mind. And the more you begin to accommodate it, the more it begins to get ground. The more it begins to get grain, I mean ground. Until you get to the point where you just said nothing to regain. And you just, let me give it up. It starts from this. So it's, they just send those, uh, those things. But when you allow them to get into your mind, they become strongholds. That's what is called strongholds. Stronghold means what you have allowed to have a root in your mind. Oh, of course, even if it has got you to the point of stronghold, we use the name of Jesus to uproot it. Help me now. The Bible says, what, whatever plant that, that my father has not planted. In other words, it's not that this thing has been planted, though. It has become a stronghold, uh, uh, but it shall be uprooted. So, it can be uprooted. It can still be uprooted, even if it's a stronghold. But of course, you shouldn't allow that to get to it. Let me give you another wonderful example. Anger, it looks friendly. You know, you know, I just get angry. Now, if you do not pay attention to that thing, you allow that spirit of anger to take hold of you. Have you ever seen people, you know, hey, I don't want this. Yes, it's still on a the stick hand. But when you get to a point where it becomes a strong goal, when the person is anger, angry, 
It can break anything. Have you seen people like that? They break TV that they bought with their own money. They break the windscreen of their car. Have you seen baby uh, uh, girlfriend that the guy cheated? And <laughs> you, you know, you know what I'm talking about now. And they broke, they broke everything in there. Hey, it's demonic. It's demonic. It didn't start on that point. They have actually accommodated those things to take hold of their mind. So this, your mind is very, very important. Did I hear amen to that? The Bible says in the book of Colossians chapter 3 verse 15. 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 Let's read together. I want to go. Let the peace of God rules where? In your heart. Everybody say let the peace of God rules my heart. In other words, let this peace continually sink into your mind. That I'm at peace. I'm at peace. I'm at peace. It says... Let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you were called in one body, and be what? And be thankful. The mind, the mind is the battlefield of spiritual battles. And one of the ways to stop war is by declaring peace. Hello? How do you stop war? Peace. Then war stop. That's why you need to speak to your mind. Speak to situations. Speak to circumstances. And said, Peace be still. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ when he was in the boat. You remember the story in the book of Mark? I mean, it wasn't now. Many people tell that, oh, Jesus was, you know, it wasn't that actually he was a he slept like that, that he wasn't even conscious of his environment. No, 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 no. But it did not allow the environment to decide uh, the outcome of his mind. Help me now. And they woke him up. And they said, Master, can't you see we are about to die? And he did something. Let's read the account. In the book of Mark chapter 4, we read the story. In the book of Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 39. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 39. Are we good to go? Are we good to go? Alright, Mark 4, verse 35 to 39. Let's read one to go. On the same day, when evening has come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they have left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. Let's read, let's read. And a great windstorm arose, and the wave beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stair, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and... What did he say to the wind? Peace be still. And what happened? And there was what? How do you stop storm of life in your life? Peace. Be still. Peace. So, you have things that is like, it's tumbling up and down. Storm. I mean, remember, Jesus Christ did not deny that there's storm. So, even if you are on God's right path, in fact, he told them that, let's go to the other side. So, the word of God is, we are going to the other side. So, even in the will of God, there's still storm. So, that you are in God's will does not mean that you will not see challenges. 
In fact, you will see more because you are on the right path. But see, his, I mean, his attitude towards it, he declared, peace, be still. And it's so important. Sometimes you have to declare, peace, be still. To your mind. To declare it. To your circumstances. Declare it. Even to your body. Declare it. You, mustn't always, you must always remember that you need to declare, peace, be still. Did I hear amen to that? Yes. Peace, be still. In the book of uh, Psalm 55, verse 18. Psalm 55, verse 18. I love this scripture. Psalm 55, verse 18. Let's read one to go. He has redeemed my soul in peace. From what? From the battle that was against me. He has redeemed my soul, my mind, from the, within peace, from the battle. So when there's a war in your mind, war fighting against you, you declare peace. Because that's how you hand war. That's how you hand war. You declare peace. You declare peace to things. You declare it to you. Worry, anxiety, fear, frustration. You declare, my mind, be peaceful. Amen. You have to say it though. It's not that you, you know it. I, I know that you know it. But you have to verbally say it. Jesus Christ had to speak it. It says, peace, be still. The way you hand battle of the mind is by speaking peace to it. By speaking peace to it. By speaking peace to it. John Gicho, the pastor of the largest church in the world, he said there was a time he was going through some things in his uh, life and ministry. He says he was, he was about to sleep that night. He just felt that he couldn't sleep. Turn to this side of the bed, turn to the other side of the bed, look up. His mind was just bombarded with so much things, so much things, so much things. And he said he began to pray. That God, what's happening? What's happening? And all of his sudden, God just opened his eyes. And he saw that, actually, it's one demon that was whispering to his ears. <laughs> you know, when they are saying, ah, you won't see it as a demon, no. You will see it as if sometimes you may even think you are the one thinking it. But they are thinking for you now. <laughs> Help me. They are thinking for you. So he was just like, what are you doing here? So you are the one just making all my mind to be bombarded with so many things. Just get out in Jesus' name. And they declare peace. And his mind was settled. The Bible said that will keep him perfect peace. Whose heart is stayed on him. Because he trusts in thee. Keep it out. So anything that is not making your heart to be peaceful is an attack. That's what I'm saying. And you have to stand and declare, hey, my mind should be peaceful. My mind should be peaceful. My mind should be peaceful. My marriage should be peaceful. My finance should be peaceful. My business, there should be peace. There should be peace in every area of my life. Every area of my life, there should be what? There should be peace. There should be peace. There should be peace. Praise the name of the Lord. You are welcome in Jesus' name. You are welcome. Uh, by the way, online, help me. You know, there's nothing I see that will not talk. Help me, just pardon me. Let me talk some more. Mommy P, which one you not doing? You, you are looking sparkling, you know, tantalizing. Maybe that's the reason why you came late. So are you sure? So, okay. All right, it's good, it's good, it's good. The Lord is good. And all the time. All right. Psalm 55, verse 11. Let's read together. One to go. He has redeemed my soul in peace from the battle that was against me. 
For, for there are many against me. He has redeemed my soul in peace. He has redeemed my soul in peace. The cure to a troubled heart, fearful heart, is to speak peace to it. I'm about to hand up anyway. It's to speak peace to it. The cure to a troubled heart, fearful heart, worried heart, anxiety, fear, depression, is to speak peace to it. When the Bible says worry about nothing, 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 just relax your mind that I won't worry about anything. Instead, I will pray. You are not denying that there's, there's an issue. Hello? Help me. It's not denial. It's just that you stay on the path in which God has said you should stay. You are not denying that there are no circumstances. You just declare that my mind, you have to be at peace. You have to be at peace. Because direction, wisdom comes. See the way the way Bible puts it. I think it's talking about James. He said the wisdom that comes from above is what? It's peaceful. Help me now. <laughs> the wisdom. In other words, there will not be wisdom for you for what to do in all, if you are not at peace. James chapter what? Can somebody just help me out with that scripture? The wisdom, I think, is the last James, maybe James, uh, James 5 or so. He said the wisdom that cometh from above is first peace. Alright, James 3 verse 17. Let's, let me quickly open that. James, James, James. James 3 verse what? Verse 17. It says, but the wisdom that is from above is first pure. Then what? Peaceable. In other words, the wisdom of God that God will give you is going to be, it's going to make your mind to be at peace. That's why, excuse me, I, I don't know how to hear God's voice. Uh, I want to marry Chinedu. I want to marry Ngozi. I want to marry Rebecca at the same time. And I, I, I don't know. Do you know what? First of all, put your mind on Nitra. Help me now. Thank you, my dear. Thank you, my sweetheart. Put your mind at Nitra. Then pray. One of the ways, he said, the Bible says, you remember now, so you have removed the worry. The Bible, the next thing the Bible said, pray. Instead of worry, you should do what? Pray. Then he now said, the peace of God. In fact, one of the ways you will know is that you will be at peace. In the will of God, there is always, always peaceful. Peaceful. It's always what? Peaceful. peaceful. There is always peace there. Yeah. It doesn't mean that there is no challenges. Even in the midst of that challenges, there is still going to be peace in your heart. There is going to be peace. But when you are about to do something, you are about to go somewhere, and your heart is agitating, is worried, pause a while. I, I mean, you can pay a deadly price for what I'm saying if you are not paying closely to this thing that I'm saying. It may not sound out, my son, don't go out today. You might not hear those things, but you just felt something is sir, You remember your testimony. It just felt, how I wish they would have stayed back more to pray. You would have seen a direction. I mean, you would have known. But thank God for his mercy. But this thing can cost. It can cost. Peace. Anything that takes off your peace, just stay back. You want to invest. And especially when people come to you and they put you under pressure. 
Help me. I think I'm speaking prophetically to someone. And there's pressure. If you do not put money inside this thing, it's MMM. If you do not put it now, 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 and you get the interest tomorrow, hey, you will lose the million. And then, and you too, you you know, you understand what I'm talking about. It's just pulling you, pulling you, do, 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 do. If it does not wait, let it go. Even if you, if it's real, you have not lost. (laughs) There's no lost opportunity for you. You need to understand that. It will open doors in 100 million ways. But it's taking your peace. You do this. I mean, people have lost millions of naira just because of this. Investment. Oh, this investment is so strong. We have to do this. He says, can you give me time to pray? Ah, how many days? He says, I can't say. Okay, pray for one hour. Then, then, let's, then give, me the, give me the answer. And you know that your one hour, you are still not settled with it. I said, can you give me more two days? He said, ah, the thing will go. Let it go. Except, I mean, when you don't have the peace in your heart, don't take a decision without having a peace in your heart. It's, it can be costly. It can be what? Costly. It can be costly. You want to go somewhere, and then you don't feel a peace. Stay back. Instead, pray some time about it. And then, if God, you will, you will see it in your spirit. You are a child of God. You have the spirit of God in you. And it's talking, in fact, one of the ways it communicates, in fact, the peace of God that you are seeing here, actually, okay, let me go back, let me go back, let me go back. When the Bible says the peace of God, it's actually talking about the Holy Spirit, though. It's not any, the peace of God is not one feeling emotion. It's the spirit of God. It's called the spirit of peace. And Jesus himself is called Prince of Peace. And you will see God of peace, spirit of peace, prince of peace. They're all peace. They're all peace. So when the Bible says the peace of God rules in your heart, in fact, yeah, it says it will guide your heart. It says it's peace will guide your heart. In other words, the Holy Spirit will give you a direction on what to do. Remember when the spirit of truth comes, it will guide you into all truth. It will guide you. It will guide you. It will guide you. But it will guide you in the place where your mind is clouded with so many things. It's so clouded with so many. I remember vividly well for a long while. I knew that God actually called me to start a, a fresh walk. But I have so many you know, things that I don't know the direction. And every night I keep, I was crying actually one day with, to my pastor. Then we were on phone. I said, it's as if I've been hearing direction before now. But at this point, I'm stuck. Options are coming and I don't know what to do. He will laugh at me and say, take it easy, Oga. Your mind is being clouded. And whatever you take, decision that you take now, <laughs> you will see, whether good or bad, you will see the consequences in the future. So, pause. Take time. So, he gave me time. He says, take one more, one month. Because what you are doing, he say, it's not something that you are doing based on emotion. You have to have a clear direction about it. And especially on the vision. I'm talking about, I've known that God said, do this. But what am I going to do? What am I going to say? That's why I'm stuck. So the vision that you, I'm going to run with, I'm, actually I did not know. But he knows that I'm to run. Help me. Yes, sir. But this one say, 
And then I will watch a preacher. He will not talk about. I said, "Oh, should I just copy that? What is his vision statement?" And then I should do that. So, so many things bombarding my mind at the same time. But my pastor keep telling me, "Take your time, take your time." When I got it, I knew I got it. Even demon know that this boy have gotten it. Let's stay out. Praise the name of the Lord. I got it, and I said, "Sir, I've, I've written it." He says. What are you sh- in fact, let, let me tell you what, what he told me. He says, sir, and I was reading it on to him. I was saying it on the phone verbally. Uh, he says, Cardi, do you write those things down? I says, I wrote them down. He says, you know my pastor called. He says, snap it. Snap what you are reading now to me. And I snap it. You know, as I'm reading, I will underline this. I will do this. And I, in a rough paper. So it was a clear direction. It was clear. It was clear. So if your vision is getting blurred, it's been clouded. Take time. I will stand upon my watch and I want to see what we answer and what I will answer to him. And he said unto me, until he said unto you, stay at that hour in the place of prayer. Stay at that point until you clearly get what you are doing. Oh, God knows that you are to travel. But where? There's, uh, there's Congo, there's UK, there's United States, there is uh, Australia. You can't end in Australia and then you end your destiny in that point. And you can be in Congo and then destiny booze. You understand? So you need to have a clear direction. Yeah, clear. So that you will, you will know what you are not doing guesswork. We are not just playing. I mean, these are the way we can help our children. Don't just ask them. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, my neighbor's son is, a, is reading mercy. So you too, you must read mercy. We are not in that. Ask them to be in the place of prayer. To spend time. In, in fact, sometimes what they desire when they were young, those things as it goes, it fades off. Do you notice that? Yes, sir. Those are, I remember when I was young. I'll be a doctor. I'll be an astronaut. I'll be this. I'll, but as it's going up, the reality gets up. He said, hey, oh boy, let's leave this plane, no? <laughs> let's go look for something hard to do. You understand those things? So you help them to shape this, their life. And it's by teaching them. He says, pray. Pray. You teach them. And you see, they will always have direction in every area of their life. Their mind will not be clouded. Praise the name of the Lord. In John chapter 20 verse 19. John chapter 20 verse 19. John chapter 20. No, okay. Have you read this? Alright, see. John 14 verse 27. We've now read this one. See what Jesus Christ said. Let's read together. I want to go. Peace. peace I live with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Do I give to you? Let, uh, let not your heart be neither. So when your heart is in trouble, is in is is getting fearfully, is because you are losing that peace in your heart. It says, "My peace I give to you," and actually, that's why I said, "Peace is a spirit," and it's actually a spirit of God. In the spirit of God. So, the, remember, he says, I will go and I will send another comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. So, my peace I leave to you, with, with you is the peace. So, I have the peace of Everybody say, I have the peace of God. In fact, Galatians, part of the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace. Peace. 
My peace I live with you. He says, let not your heart be troubled. So what troubles your heart is actually trying to steal your peace. At every point, let your heart be at peace. My heart will be at peace. Everybody say, my heart is at peace. peace. Praise the name of the Lord. If your life, business, family is going through troubles, what do you do? Is to declare peace. Is to declare peace. In Luke chapter 10, okay, uh, John chapter 20 verse 19. John chapter, John chapter 20 verse 19. See another wonderful example. Let's read together. I want to go. Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled. For why are they shut down? So what held them captive? So they were in the state of fearfulness. If there's anyone for you get what I'm saying. Let's see what happened. Jesus came and stood in the midst. And what did he say first? Peace be with you. That's how you remove fear. You declare peace. Be still. Peace in my mind. You have to declare it. 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 In Luke chapter 10, verse 5 to 6. Luke chapter 10, verse 5 to 6. All right, let's read. Want to go. But whatever else you enter, first say peace to this house. And if a son, help me. If a what? Uh, what does it mean by son of peace? That's a born again, a new creature. I mean, in the light of the New Testament. Is there, what will happen? Your peace will rest on it. And if not, it will do what? Ah, so that means you are transacting with peace. So peace that you are speaking, it has power. Help me. I pray you will see the light of what I'm saying here. Whatever house you enter, you want to start a business, declare peace. In your marriage, you declare what? Peace. In your finance, you declare peace. You declare it. You declare it. You declare peace. In fact, should I tell you, the symbol of peace, even in this world, is what? It do. I'm going somewhere and we'll round up here. The symbol of peace. In other words, once you see a dove being raised in the in a yeah, and also olive, olive, olive. Help me. Once you see olive, they raise an olive and a dove. That's what means is what war <laughs> and there's peace now. We are not fighting again. Hmm. Scripturally, that's in the world. Scripturally, dove in the Bible. Is a type of what? Is a type. Uh, uh, you guys should know what. I, I'm not giving you an exam. It's, it's simple. Dove in the Bible is a type of what? Of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit now. Okay? Holy Spirit is the type of here. I'm going somewhere. Just get what I'm saying now. So, in other words, when Jesus Christ said here that whenever the house you enter, you say peace to that house, actually what you are doing is, it's not just your words of peace. There's something powerful more than that word peace. It's because that peace actually is a picture of the Holy Spirit. In other words, you are releasing the power of God into that situation. Which calm every storm down. 
We are releasing the power of God. We are releasing the power of God. So peace into this home. Peace into this marriage. You are releasing the dimension power of the Holy Spirit to, act, to activate, to work in that environment. Praise the name of the Lord. That is exactly what you are doing. That is exactly what you are doing. And should I tell you, remember Jesus Christ said, if there is a son of peace, uh, the peace will rest. And if not, it will return back to you. You know that this is a type of what happens in the Old Testament. When this guy, Noah, we are, we, we're going to pray now. Okay, guys, just guess it. Just give me this illustration, then we'll pray. Now, remember when Noah wanted to send, he sent out a bed out of the ark. What bed did he send out? A dove. And the Bible says, and the dove went out. And because they actually, peace, another word for peace is rest. It's rest. Okay? It's rest. So, when he sent out the peace, I mean the dove, the dove couldn't get a place of rest. And he do what? This is what Jesus was saying here. That when you send out peace, if the peace could not get a place of rest, it would do what? So the dove actually returned back into the ark. Because there's no place of rest. The Spirit of God has not gotten a place to, to dwell. And the second time, and the second time, actually, when he came back, he actually brought an olive. Remember? He brought an olive branch. And the second time he sent this dove out, but this time the dove found a place of rest. That's, exact, that's the picture of what Jesus was saying here. That wherever house you enter, peace to this house. If a son of peace is there, in other words, if that peace finds a place of rest, it will dwell. But if not, it will return back to you. Praise the name of the Lord. It's a picture of what happens in the heart when these guys send out the dove. So this morning, I don't know where we are looking up to God for direction. And it's as if your mind is, has been clouded with so many options, what to do, what am I not going to do, what next am I going to do, Corona has come, what, what are we going to do in our life? But we are going to declare peace. Help me now. Yes, Every situation, we are going to speak peace. Because that's how you, 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 that's how you, you, um, you subdue storm of life. We are declaring peace to it. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to be on our feet this morning. I just want just us to pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.